Well, the G20, I wish I could say they came out with great ideas about how to tackle the state of the global economy, but they didn't. I wish I could say that China has found ways to get the economy back on track, but it hasn't. I wish I could say there was a very clear view of what the ECB is going to do this week, but we're all a bit divided on that as well. But it is a week with some strong data points, so that'll sort out the week from the chat, perhaps. Uh, Although, not much happening today, though. It's Monday, the 11th of September, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar didn't really move much on Friday, but the DXY was up 0.9% last week. But you know what? Despite all the strength over the last few weeks, it's still off its peak for the year, and it's only up about 1.5% year to date. Compare that to the Aussie dollar, which is down 6.4% year to date after a fairly flat Friday and a fall of 1.2% last week alone. The US dollar gained 1.1% on the CNY. US equities bounced back a little on Friday, but up less than 0.1% for the Nasdaq. Uh, That finished the week 1.9% down. Over the week, the S&P was down 2%, 0.8% off the Dow. The Eurostoxx 50 lost 1.1% last week and 1.7% off the ASX 200. So a bad week for equities. US bond yields were pushing higher last week in the US. A bit bit of a mixed story as well, though generally the direction was up. So 10-year Treasuries finished the week at 4.26%, seven basis points higher on the week. German 10-year Bunds were up about six basis points over the week, up to 2.61%. Aussie 10 years got to 4.09%. That's about eight basis points higher in the week. In contrast to 10-year Gilts, uh, which were pretty much where they were a week ago, which might explain why there's been a 0.8% fall in sterling last week. And oil has been a bit volatile, but the direction is certainly up. Brent is back over 90, finishing at 90.65 on Friday. That's a 0.8% rise on the day, uh, almost as big a rise in WTI as well on Friday. Now, Sky Masters joins me from NAB in Sydney this morning. Uh, so many questions. I'm not sure there's many answers, though, because bond yields are pushing higher again. I mean, we've been seeing a few signs lately that inflation, perhaps it's not over yet. You know, like that strong ISM services number for for the United States pushing up a bit. And then on Friday, Canada's employment picked up and so did hourly wages and the participation rate fell as well. All signs of a a tightening labour market. So start adding these together. And, you know, the, the, the idea that central banks are finished or are getting close to it. Maybe we need to treat that idea with caution. Morning, Phil. You're correct in that you know, you, we are getting the mixed um, messages out of out of the, the incoming data. But I think sort of what's been clear for markets or investors over the last week has been that sort of um, uncertainty around you know, is inflation actually continuing to, to fall? Um, you know, and as you said, we, you, you had sort of data out of the ISM reports which showed, you know, a pickup in 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 prices paid both in, in the manufacturing ISM and, and the services ISM in the US. And then on Friday night, as you said, you had the Canadian employment report which which came out a lot stronger than expected. Um, you know, jobs growth was sort of double, almost double expectations that are coming in at close to to forty thousand um, jobs growth. So, so I think for for you know bond yields, it's it's sort of like that. Well, you know, maybe central banks have reached their terminal rate, or or you know close to in the case of um, in the case of the ECB, but you know maybe central banks have to hold um, cash rates higher for longer. So it's that it's that higher for longer story. I think is is what's playing out in in the data, and and so. Yeah, particularly in the US, where you've got your ten-year Treasury yields 
sort of, you know, hovering around the, the well, as you said, they're closed at 4.26, but you got a funds rate at, at 5.37. Um, you know, in a higher for longer scenario, 10-year bond yields probably can, can drift a little bit higher than where they're currently at. at sitting right but is the fight over though and then it is just higher for longer so if you look at the you know there's there's this chance now big chance there's going to be a strike for car workers in the united states in michigan for the big three car manufacturers and those workers are asking for wage increases of between 10 and 14 and a half percent they're probably not going to get that now if they don't and they go on strike then first of all, it's going to, that's going to have a slight hit to GDP. I think about 3% of US GDP comes from uh, auto manufacturing. But more to the point, there's going to be no cars. And so that's going to push the price of cars up if it goes on for, for a long time. And if you're asking for 4.5%, it could be quite a long strike. So there's uncertainty like that. And of course, that then brings it back to the central debate. It's all about wage push inflation, isn't it? Yeah. And, and for those central banks who are very much focused on inflation, it's, you know, it's well, you know, if inflation isn't coming down, then you know maybe they have to continue continue tightening uh, mm. for longer. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, let's look at China very quickly. China's inflation, their numbers are out over the weekend. A CPI actually moved from deflation into uh, inflation, but 0.1% year on year. Uh, you know, that's uh, pretty stagnant, isn't it? Producer prices uh, fell 3% year on year, which is a slight improvement. They were 4.4% down year on year till July. Uh, still, inflation is not anything they need to worry about, particularly uh, the CNY falling as a consequence. We've got new one loans. Uh, out today it's expected to pick up but it seems president xi is wanting industry to stand on its own two feet uh, and not do a lot in terms of using government money to try and push this in so uh, so we had for example an article in the wall street journal today about how officials in charge of uh, china's day-to-day economic affairs are being held back because president xi is basically keeping hold of the purse strings and he doesn't see any urgency in all of this and he's reluctant to spend any money on any major stimulus program and regional officials are reluctant to, to do anything because they don't want to rock the boat. They probably don't want to get in trouble. So they are sitting on their hands. So I think this uh, this article in the Wall Street Journal is basically saying if you are holding out any hope of a major stimulus program coming from China, uh, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think on on the China front, yeah, I mean, we've been waiting for something for quite a while, haven't we? So I think the, the Wall Street Journal article is just telling us what we already sort of have have worked out. Um, mm. You know, the stimulus—the stimulus that everyone has been waiting for—just just isn't isn't evolving at the yeah. moment out of China. So G20, we can't say anything. Nothing happened <laughs> really, except Joe Biden met with uh, the Chinese Premier Li Jiang, uh, even though they said that they weren't going to meet. They did actually meet, but I'm not sure too much came out of that. But what about? Um, uh, I mean, there's just too many agendas going on at the G20 now, aren't there? I mean, all of BRICS nations are there. So, you know, it's quite divided these days. But what about Japan? Uh, Yet more uh, yen weakness. Uh, The Japanese finance minister, Mr. Suzuki, says he will watch FX moves with a high sense of urgency and will not rule out any options to address excessive moves. Uh, But they are seeing those big moves. They're not doing anything. When he said that, the yen did gain a little, but it didn't last long. So that's it's another story that's just going on and adding to that uh, US dollar strength, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the the sort of the market reaction to it, um, you know, the the, the very brief movement um, and, and then back to back to trend just sort of highlights that. Um, you know, the diminishing impact that these verbal um, mm. comments are, are having 
Yeah, so, um, you know... You can only well, say it so many times, can't you, without actually acting? Without actually acting, yes, that, that's that's correct. And, and yeah. um, you know, maybe it takes markets a little bit longer to work that out, but I think they've worked it out now. <laughs> they've figured it out. Right, OK. Well, look, real numbers this week. Sadly, none of them today, really. It's a very quiet day today. But, look, we've got US CPI, Australia's employment numbers, uh, the UK employment numbers, UK GDP, and the ECB. We don't need to worry about what the ECB is going to do at the end of the week because we'll know because they're meeting this week. So are markets positioned for all of that? Any big surprises? I mean, we assume, for example, core inflation is going to come down in the US. But, for example, what if it doesn't? Yeah, so as you said, uh, you know, big a big week in terms of data um, coming this, this week. So, you know, we had a quiet session on Friday. As you said, it'll be a quiet one today. Um, but further in the week, there'll be some, some interesting, hopefully some interesting um, events um, for markets to digest. So in Australia, we've got um, the NAB Business Survey coming out and also mm-hmm. the Labor Force Report. Um, now on the, on the latter, NAB is looking for a significant reversal from the soft July print that we saw. So in August, we're penciling in a $50,000 gain in employment. Um, I think the market's sitting at around 25000 uh, And NAB is looking for the unemployment rate to tick back down to 3.6 from 3.7. Um, so, you know, that 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 could be potentially a bit, bit market moving. Um, you know, the market pretty much isn't really pricing in any further um uh, chances of a rate hike by the RBA. Right, but but NAB, NAB the, is, yeah. So is this this the first indicator that perhaps NAB's right in the direction it's going to take? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, the key will be inflation, but I think if we do see a strong a mm. strong employment print, that will definitely start to bring back into play the possibility for, you know, the RBA having to, to live, deliver at least one more rate hike, um, which, yes, NAB has penciled in for, for November. Um, so that event will be interesting. That's out on Thursday. But obviously in the US, the key data coming out of the US will be the CPR report, which is out on, on Wednesday. Um, yeah. And yeah, as you said, the market is looking for um, a further decline in core inflation with the annual rate, I think, forecast to drop from 4.7 to 4.3. But a lot of that movement is is base effects. Um contributing to, to, to that decline. Um, so, you know, maybe you can you can read through a little bit of that. Um, the head For the headline print, though, the expectation is for the annual rate to increase from 3.2 to 3.6, with this sort of largely being driven by the uh, recent rise in, in the oil price. So the monthly mm. print, I think, is forecast to be around 0.6, which would be the largest increase since mid 2022. So uh, you know, I think I think the for the market, the risk is is you know, uh, on a high a high CPI print um, and how that you know how how that impacts pricing because if you li- the market is currently um, only pricing a very small chance of um, a Fed hike next week. Um, and that, but they're pricing around a fifty percent chance of of another twenty five basis point hike by November. Mm. Um, so you know risks that that can be that those expectations can be higher. Yeah, well, and that'll do something to the markets, won't it? If you add that together with all the other indicators, perhaps that you know things are 
not quite as smooth, not such a soft landing, perhaps. And inflation perhaps isn't just beaten just yet. Uh, but anyway, we'll see what the week brings us. Good to talk, Sky. Thanks, Phil. There we are. That's the morning call for this Monday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.